Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 148, and this is a Sunday special. Afterthoughts on D&D for Extra Life from Gary's House. As you've probably heard me mention several times before, yesterday I participated in the first known live stream from Gary Gygax's old house in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where we played D&D for Extra Life, and we raised $3,140. So it was four games of D&D 5e with four different dungeon masters. And several people, even while we were still streaming, were asking, where can people see the games if they missed the live stream? So according to Bill Allen, our man in charge of recording and streaming, it'll be about a week until things will be available to post on YouTube or other sites. Each DM that has their own YouTuber is going to post it there, or Bill will post on his YouTube channel. So for the session I ran, I'll be posting it on my YouTube channel. So in about a week, I'll have that to share. So first up, the venue. Yolanda Frontenay and her husband are very gracious, and they open their house to gamers. And they gave the house a Facebook page, Center Street Dungeon. Yolanda is also a great advocate for the game and brought one of her neighbor's kids to GaryCon this past year. And we were all amazed at just how tiny this house is and that a family of seven lived here way back when D&D was published. I will say the basement is a lot bigger than I expected. So it wouldn't have been near as crowded around a sand table as I had anticipated, but it would still be probably slightly more room in some aspects than what we had in the dining room. We were joined by Alex Gygax for the first two games. He's the youngest son of Gary Gygax and the only child of his second marriage. And Alex said he'd never been in that house before because obviously Gary and family moved out long before his first marriage dissolved. And I also brought my original AD&D Player's Handbook and my 5e Player's Handbook, and I had all the players sign. Some of the others also did the same. As I said, we had four games. The first one was ran by Bill Allen, who, as I mentioned earlier, was the person running the stream. Game two, Fenway Jones. Game three was me. And game four was GM Travis. So let me tell you a little bit about my stream experience. So the first game was the first streamed game in which I ever played. And there were three cameras and three panel lights around the dining room table. And Bill Allen ran the streaming for GaryCon 10 and GenCon 51 this year. And I met him online a few years ago, and we finally met in person at GaryCon 9. And until yesterday, we'd never managed to game together. But we finally got to play in games each of us ran, as well as be co-players in the other two games. So Bill led 
running the first game. And I was sitting to his left, and he had me start as the first player to introduce themselves. And even though I had seen them set up the three cameras, I turned my head and looked at the main camera pointing at the DM, and then had to be directed to the camera that was generally facing me. And in future games, when we had new players to the stream show up, they made a similar mistake. So for those who have never streamed, and it's a multi-camera setup, tell the players, especially those who've never been in a stream game, which camera to look at. And I had one other faux pas, unfortunately. I guess I've got a fidgeting habit where when I was waiting for my turn to do something, I would twist my pin open and closed. It's one of those that the two halves screw together. And because it's plastic, it was squeaking. So another player handed me a note, and I quickly stopped and set it down, but I still found myself doing it a few more times throughout the evening. So, again, that's something to consider warning new streamers to find a quiet fidgeting device so they don't annoy those in the stream or those watching the stream. And thankfully, I was not nearly as nervous as I expected to be, just like playing in or running a game for a con, there was no time to think about how nervous you were because you got into the game right away. That's one good thing I like about role-playing games. Game two, Fenway had a great mystery and we had a couple of combats. I first met Fenway at the first Jasper's Game Day last year, and at the second Jasper's Game Day this year, I interviewed her for my podcast focusing on Jasper's Game Day. And I'm really glad we finally got to play in a game that each of us ran. She's a lot of fun, and having puzzles and a mystery and a final combat, the way she presented it, it was a lot of fun. Coming up to game three, I ran it, and not only was it my first time running a streamed game, it was the first time I had ever dungeon mastered 5th edition. And the other players and crew couldn't believe it when I told them, and that was after the stream ended. But of course, if you know how to run any RPG, you can take the general skills to all RPGs. You just have to learn the differences. And I ran my scenario, no, really, it's me, and we had a blast. It is a more role-play-heavy scenario, and the players also avoided getting into combat. And I cut my game to two hours, as the first two games went three hours each instead of two and a half hours like they were supposed to, and that left time for Travis to run his game. And then game four was run by GM Travis, and he did a dungeon delve to really mix things up. So we had puzzles, challenges, traps, creatures to fight, all that sort of thing. And I enjoyed that, and it was a great way to end the evening. And the Extra Life donation method was really fun. They had this one option to give a name to the pre-gen characters that didn't have a name. You know, for the people that didn't come with a prepared character sheet. And people donated $25 to name those characters. And I think we should have all characters start without a name so you can name all of them. Something to think about for future years. And a fun thing of 
depending on how much you donated, you could give somebody a re-roll, either advantage or disadvantage on a roll. And then higher amounts, you could give somebody a natural 1 on the die or a natural 20 on the die. And for $100, you can get a magic item for a player. And it was hilarious to see regulars from Bill's and Travis streams and games give them a slew of natural 1s and the party a bunch of re-rolls, advantage, and natural 20s. And it really broke some of the games, but it was hilarious. All for a good cause, of course. Several donated a lot of natural ones to the DM. But some also gave them some 20s to even it out. And I had a bunch of advantage rolls, re-rolls, and natural 20s given to me when I was a player in the second game, but I couldn't use them as a DM in the game I ran. So all those carried over to my character in the final game. And in the final game, each character had another slew of re-roll advantage and natural 20s. Plus, somebody donated $100 to give my character a ring of three wishes. And I was doing everything I could think of to try to use those rolls and wishes without stepping all over the other players and cutting the game short. Because I didn't want to break the game too bad. But I only managed to use two of the wishes, but it was quite hilarious. So if you haven't seen it, uh, when we get it posted, you can see what happened. So the aftermath. Well, yesterday was a really long day. There was a time the time zone change between Eastern Time and Central Time. So, of course, I was wide awake long before I needed to be because Eastern Time's an hour ahead of Central Time. Didn't help that the past several days I hadn't slept well, just not sleeping through the night or waking up too early and that sort of thing. But a lot of caffeine got me through, and we got done, I think, about 10.30, which is about the time we were supposed to get done, according to our original plan schedule. And we got packed up and cleaned up pretty quickly, and I left, I don't know, about 11 o'clock or something like that, central time, to start the approximately four-hour drive home. And I drove till I got to Michigan. There's a rest stop just over the Michigan line from Indiana when you're coming from Chicago. And I got there, I think, about 2.30, and I slept till about 10.30 this morning. And on my way home, I stopped for brunch along the way. And I'm really tired, but I'm looking forward to a sound sleep tonight. But I really appreciate everybody that gave, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I did have a wonderful bonus. I arrived just before 11 a.m. on Friday, and I met Mark Clover, Tom Wom, and a friend of theirs named Brad. And we played a game called Sushi Roll. It's a quick, fun little game where you draw different dice that represent different options for making sushi. And the combinations allow you to score different points. And it's a pretty quick game. And after we wrapped the game, uh, Brad had to go to work uh, after his lunch hour. But Tom, Mark, and I went to Lake Geneva Games where Mark is the manager, and we played a new Tom Wom game, Philithian Factories. It's the only copy. Uh, Tom got it through Game Crafter. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think I've seen a complete Game Crafter game from pieces, board, and box, and so forth, but I was really impressed with it. Uh, the game board was really nice. I use Game Crafter for the cards when I'm creating my 
playtest decks, which is why those look so nice. So uh, if you are working on a game, Game Crafters definitely got some good production values, and you can order it online with minimal skill and knowledge. Uh, but you want to put some time into it so it looks good. The uh, Philithian Factories was over, took us, I think, three, three and a half hours. I really liked it. And when we got done, Mark encouraged me to play my card game with Tom because Mark had played my game at this last GaryCon and liked it. So Tom Wom played my game and gave me some great feedback. And I love one of the things he said. It's got a nice framework. So he likes the core of my game. And my brothers and I played Awful Green Things from Outer Space like crazy. That's one of Tom's signature games. And I still have my original and got Tom to sign it last year at GaryCon. Uh, I've got a companion article on my blog that has a gallery of all the different pictures inside and outside the house, crew, players, DMs, and so forth. And uh, as I mentioned, Alex Gygax, the youngest son of Gary Gygax, was there. And his nephew, a grandson of Gary Gygax, Mike Gygax, showed up to play. And uh, Alex was only able to play two games because he had to get to work. And so Mike stepped in for the last two games. And it was really cool that they're both old school players, even though they're younger generation, their grandfather and uncles taught them advanced dungeons and dragons and so it was kind of cool that until they played in the games they played i knew more about 5e than they did now they're as proficient as i am i would suspect and i've got some suggestions for a next time or any others doing streams. They're all pretty minor points, but I'll just run down the list real quick. Ensure those new to streaming know where to look prior to starting if you've got a multi-camera setup. I mentioned that earlier. Advise those who fidget to bring a quiet fidgeting gadget. I also mentioned that. More importantly, pre-plan for the live social media slam that happens just before each session starts. You want to make sure all participants follow each other on all the different social media platforms. Have a printout with a stream link to use in posting. Have a list of hashtags so everybody can be consistent with their posting. If there's a social media packet from Extra Life, share that. Have messages that one can copy and paste and save time so you can post across all your sites more rapid. And ensure all the participants get photographed, especially if they're running as a DM or a player in each game. Just if there's any follow-up articles or posts. And it also gives a person who runs a game a memento of the occasion. And it's especially nice if it's their first time streaming or the location is memorable. And one other minor thing... Uh, the DM had to pay attention to the crew giving signals about how much time he had left and uh, a small whiteboard to help relay those messages to the DM or some sort of quick primer on what hand signal methodology is going to be used so everybody's on the same page there. 
but those are all minor things. Um, the audience probably couldn't tell other than the squeaking of my pen for my fidgeting that we had any problems. Uh, and they probably didn't think too much about me looking the wrong way on the camera. Uh, but it would have avoided the need to have to instruct me and kept things moving a little better. Um, anyway, so that's just a quick uh, rundown of my article. If you want to see the details and see the pictures, uh, for some reason, DM Travis, we didn't get pictures or I didn't get pictures of him running his game. I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, we may have to resort to screen caps from the video on demand, but it was a blast. I really had a good time to raise over $3,000. We started with a goal of $100, and I told him it's got to be at least 1000 and he, I think, raised it two or three times after the stream started. And uh, that's just awesome. And I think we're planning something for next year. I said, if you need anybody, uh, I'm going to be available. So that'll be a lot of fun. I think now that I've done the streaming thing and didn't have to worry about the technology side of it, it's really not that difficult. Uh, and for me, the first time I do anything is the hardest. Now that that's behind me, as long as I'm not having to run the technology behind it, which I can do, but if I'm focused on that, I can't do anything else uh, or not do it all well. Um, I'm might not mind being a player or game master in a stream, but uh, being the one who's playing the game would be, in my opinion, more fun than those watching it. But if you enjoy watching it, um, that's great. And in this stream, there are some hilarious things with all the different die rolls that have happened. So even if you don't normally enjoy watching streams, the situations that come out of this are hilarious and to see people burning through all the different re-rolls and advantages and natural 20s they had just to <laughs> recover from really bad rolls it is hilarious so uh, i really encourage you if you didn't see the live cast to watch it when we get it posted i really thank everybody for donating i thank everybody for their encouragement of me and i hope if you weren't able to give that you could at least share. And in the future, any other such live streams like this, the big thing is share, get the word out. Uh, oh, one last cool little thing is Luke Gygax uh, shared the live stream on the GaryCon channel. So we had some larger exposure there. Uh, I just love how the community comes together and can help people out. And now that I'm rambling, I'm going to cut it off here. I really thank you all so very much for listening. I hope you are having an awesome day. And as always, game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow me and die on YouTube. 
And you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to multiverse.world by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on!